Welcome to Bros and Birdies, the golf podcast. It's episode 17. And to start us off, it's the 19th hole news. 19th hole, 19th hole, it's the 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole news. At the Kazoo Open on the European Tour at the Celtic Manor Resort in Newport, Wales, it was Nacho Elvira, the 34-year-old Spaniard, won his first European Tour event, winning in a playoff from Justin Harding. In the Evian Championship and the Ladies Tour, it was Minji Lee who won in a playoff. On the PGA Tour at the 3M, it was Cameron Champ who was the latest to deny Louis Oosthuizen. It was his third PGA Tour win and his first since 2019. Well done, Cameron Champ. He drives that ball so well. It's great to see him get his head in front again. On the Senior Open Tour, it was, will he? Did he? It was Doddy. Stephen Dodd beat Miguel Angel Jimenez by one shot to take the Senior Open Championship at Sunningdale Golf Course. And that was your 19th hole news. It's the 19th hole, it's the 19th hole news. Yes. And now, here's a song all about the Olympics. I hope you enjoy it. For Sun Giant Sea Woo Kim, Olympic medal means so much more. They wouldn't have to train for a war. These are such crazy days, and COVID's not going away. And no sign of Jason Day. He's not in Tokyo, he's having physio. Maybe Neiman can win it all, even though he's only four foot. Tall Olympic gold A story is about to be told Tell the grandkids when you are so old Rose is not entering He's already got one Olympic gold A legend that's made in Japan I think Tommy Fleawood's the man His hair's indestructible it's always so gleaming Bryson and Rom have gone And Reed's on a plane as we speak Rom has COVID now every week Now with a day to go The final preparations are made And Rory's still playing his fate but it's his parting game, it's driving me insane Missing easy putts all the time Harry, please help him find the line Olympic gold, the story is about to be told Tell the grandkids when you are so old Rose is not entering He's already got one Olympic gold A legend that's made in Japan I think Tommy Fleawood's the man His hair's indestructible It's always so gleaming Well that was your 19th hole news and the song about the Olympics gold Spanda Ballet and here we go we introduce the other part of 
Bros and Birdies, the golf podcast. It's the older brother. Hello, matey. How are you? Yes. How are you doing, younger brother? You all right? Yes. All good, 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 good. It's, um, it is all good. We're looking forward to the Olympics. I, I didn't think I was going to say that, but the field looks great. A few, um, few people, obviously, COVID and emissions and various reasons are not there. But it's still a great field. Looks like a great course, but we'll get onto that a bit later. Let's have a look back at last week, um, shall we? Both those tournaments, what have you got to say about them? Okay, let's start with the 3M in the States. So we had uh, Cameron Champ becoming a champ again for the third time in his career. That came out of the blue, didn't it? I mean, come on, seriously. Where the hell did that come from? Um, well, I did best... like him. I've done him a few times, haven't I? And oh, I, I no, do like I the know. lads. But, I, know, you know, I know you do. It's great to see him back. You know, such a driver of the ball. And it's great to see him put it all together. Oh, absolutely. I mean, his best finish prior was the John Deere tied 11th. And before that, it was the Masters tied 26th. You know, he started out the year 71st in the official world golf rankings, dropped outside of the top 100, and now he's back up to 66th. But yeah, that was uh, that was some performance. From well, it's, you see it a lot with champ. these young lads, don't you? You know, young lads—they've got it all. They're onto the PGA Tour. You know, the sponsors, left, right, and centre, money coming in all over the place, and little you know tweaks the swings. Perhaps when they didn't need to, they were comfortable. It wasn't orthodox. I'm not sure. He hits the ball a long way. Was he focusing too much on distance rather than accuracy? And perhaps that's just reined in. Now he's gained a bit of experience on tour. And we're seeing the Cameron champ that showed so much promise when he first broke into the tour. So, yeah, you know, you see it happen to a lot of Ricky Fowler seems to be coming back a bit now. Spieth went away for a bit. You know, it's it's probably tough on these young lads. You know, I, oh, I don't, don't think we I take that into consideration a lot, really. But, yeah, it's great to see him win. That was a good performance. I think he's a cracking golfer. I mean, you know, he's been obviously floating around for a while now. That is his third win, um, you know, but he is he is a talent. I think there's so much young talent out there in the game of golf. It's brilliant. And I had a, a note as well, like KH Lee. Uh, what a talent, you know, he is. A win at the Byron Nelson, a second at the Waste Management. Tied sixth, you know, here at the 3M Open last week. Tied 19th in the Sony and in all of those four tournaments, all 16 rounds were sub-70. You know, mm. this this lad's got the game. And I think it's probably right to say he was one of your picks for your four-fold accumulator that came in. I know we didn't post it last week, and you do like to do your top market accumulators at small stakes. But that was a great return and getting those four golfers over the line. Brilliant. No, 94 to 1, I'll take that. And yeah, he looked um, he looked pretty comfortable, especially in the Asian market all the way. There wasn't really, there weren't anybody coming up close to him. I think the closest maybe Kang, was it? I think who was, yeah, I think yeah, it was Sung Sung Kang, Kang yeah. who was about 12 shots backing in. So he was comfortable. It was the, it was the Cam Davis um, situation where he shot an amazing seven under on the last round yeah. to overhaul Aaron Badley. And we did rely on Aaron Badley and he always has had the ability to throw in a shocker, but you know, he, he put us some big scores that they had, you know, a bogey on 10, a double bogey on 11. Um, and that helped. And a double bogey on three, even though he had an Eagle on five, yeah. you know, it helped Cam Davis get over him. So yeah, I was pleased with that 94 to one fourfold. It certainly, um, Got us out a bit of a spot of bother from our outrates, which didn't really um, come to. No, no, it did, no, it didn't. We didn't get anything. And and again, just a very quick mention on that. I mean, we are sixty-eight points up still. 
since we started out at the Masters. So, you know, still in profit. And and that you know, can't be sniffed at. So, yeah, we didn't do well with our selections last week. But, uh, I, you know, I did actually like watching that 3M at the weekend. I think it was it was quite an interesting finish again. So, yeah, good tournament. Well, congrats to Chad Eckhart um, on Twitter. Um, I don't often shout out to other other golf tipsters and what have you, but I quite like him and he's um, he wears his heart on his sleeve and he was really after Cameron Champ, so he, he picked him. So hats mm. off to that man. Uh, yeah, the overall, the tournament, good tournament. Liked it. Um, Sergio showed glimpses of coming back to something like his best. Maverick McNeely was showing like he possibly could get that, um, what's that, coincidental... Christian name beginning with M who've won the last two tournaments of the three M <laughs> trying to make a third, but he didn't come through with it. Uh, Johnny Vegas, Louis Eustace is another second loves his second. That boy. Um, I'm sure if he was over at the Olympics, he'd get a silver medal, but yeah, it was good tournaments um, yeah. over in the European tour. Quite liked it. The Kazoo Wales yeah, open. Too. Yeah. Blessed. It was again, another playoff, um, a brilliant playoff. And, and obviously Nacho Alvira having his uh, his breakthrough win. You know he's he's only thirty four years old. I thought he was a bit older, and he's now jumped back up to two hundred sixty eighth in the official world golf rankings. So way down the ladder, but a win, and and actually only after one hundred ninety five attempts for this guy. I, I thought he'd been playing for a lot longer, but he's only actually been a pro for ten years, uh, which is interesting. And another interesting stat angle as well. He's actually had four wins on the Challenge Tour from 47 events. That's an impressive win rate. Um, again, albeit on the Challenge Tour, but it's still quite competitive. But just looking at, at his stats as well, I was quite surprised by, you know, I, I thought he was older. I thought he played more. Um, and his best finish in 2021 prior to this was a tied 16th in Abu Dhabi. So another one where, you know, no form coming in and just shows you in this game of golf that, you, you can have these freak winners. I'm going to call it freak because nobody expected that. I'd be very surprised if anyone was on the nacho with cheese and jalapenos and, and all of that. That's nacho cheese. Yeah, it's um, he didn't like the first hole. He bogeyed it three times out of the four. And then coming to the 18th is 72nd hole, par five. Bogeys. Nerves. Nerves came into it. But you know, the, the approach shot at his playoff hole um, was out of this world and he missed the putt but Harding three putting on the the 18th and the first playoff hole was a bit of a shocker for him but isn't, he becoming a, isn't he becoming a habitual bottle job Justin Harding oh do you know what I think that's harsh I know I know I'm harsh I, I can be quite uh, quite well I say that's sometimes. harsh because he's won twice you know he's, he's 35 he's only one year older than Nacho Alvira He's 94th in the world rankings, Justin Harden, and he's you know he's won twice on tour and a lot of places. So I I don't know he he didn't he didn't shoot a bogey in the entire third and fourth round. Um, very consistent. I think uh, yeah I think sometimes his putter goes missing um, as we saw in the 18th in the playoff hole. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's a bottle job. I just think it's a very yeah, maybe, maybe bottle jobs too harsh. But I, I'm looking at it from the point I, th I think he could have had better positions this year. He maybe could have been in, you know, winning positions this year and some of the tournaments that we've seen him play. Um, yeah, putting, I think, has been a bit of an issue for him, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. But, you know, he'll probably compete this week um, on the European Tour. Well, um, he's second favourite, 11-1, so I'm a bit surprised at that. I won't be playing him, but... Well, we'll, we'll talk... I lie. Um, 
we'll talk about uh, the ISPS um, over in Northern Ireland in just a bit. But, you know, also last week, away from the Gulf, the, there were issues. You know, Ram got COVID again, as I mentioned in the song. I don't really know what's going on. Um, it's I don't know if he's, isn't it? I don't know if he's got a slow-release COVID capsule in his nasal cavity. I'm not sure what's <laughs> going on, really. But, yeah, he's, he's, very, he's very unlucky. He's been through the mill a bit as old JR. But, um, yeah, he's not playing. Obviously, Bryson the same um, pulling out Patrick Reed finished the 3M and then darted over there on a plane to take his spot you know he's very patriotic he wants to wear the American colours um, so it's great to see him over there um, I don't think he has to worry about lies on fairways with a Kokosia grass but yeah he's um, it's going to be an interesting tournament but also there was the issue with Grayson Murray I know that you've been looking into this and um, tell us a little bit of the backstory about Grayson yeah, interesting. We we saw a tweet from Grayson uh, last week, I think it was, around kind of you know around his struggles on tour and pro- not feeling supported by the PGA Tour hierarchy. Um, you know, he's obviously someone who's struggling to make ends meet. He is, and I didn't realize this until the, the content in his tweet, but a recovering alcoholic, um, and you know. And again, I think this kind of just really emphasizes the the breakaway, isn't it? It's like when you're up there and you're in the world's top 10, you know, you don't seem to have a problem. I'm, I'm sure you have problems with traveling and family and stuff like that. But financially, you're made. You're doing well. This guy is struggling to make ends meet. You know, things like, you know, if he doesn't perform well in a tournament, it could potentially cost him 20 grand, you know, hotel costs, traveling, that that sort of thing. And obviously that's driven him to, to drink and it's not a great situation, but so he tweeted around some of his concerns and calling out the PJ saying, look, you guys just don't help us. And again, you know, it's on record. It's not an alleged statement. He said, you know, the PJ tour say, we'll get back to you. And they never do. And, and I think this really just hits home that how hard it can be. You, you think a PGA professional you think oh great they're on tour they're living a life of riley they're having a great time earning loads of money that's not always the case and you know this guy's really put this out there now the important thing about this is that it had a response from phil mickelson which was quite interesting you know phil kind of you know plays the two sides of it in my opinion anyway in that reaching out to grace and saying look you know if you need any help you know where i am love to try and help but also at the same time saying, look, you know, I know we're up there and everything, but we've also had issues with the PGA and I get that same response. And I'm Phil Mickelson. Um, and, and is that right? It's almost you know, I looked at that response and I thought, mm, kind of given with one hand taken away with the other. Mm, and maybe yeah. I read that wrong. I don't know. But to me, it just seemed a little bit half hearted. Um, you know, if he was going to do anything, reach out to Grayson privately and offer that help, but he hasn't. He's put it out on Twitter and, you know, is, I'm going to be cynical. Is it a pip thing? Is it something different? I think Phil's a bit more sincere than that, but it, it was just an interesting scenario for me and, and kind of, we see this a lot in, in Twitter now, don't we, in social media generally. Um, it, it's something that sort of just struck with me and I was really interested by it. I don't know if you've got a take on it. Well, yeah, I think the PGA really, you know, when Phil Mickelson admitted to having a bit of a gambling issue, I think the PGA 
by playing more tournaments in Las Vegas because I think Phil did quite well on the roulette table. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know it's Grace. It's great that Grayson's come out. A lot of people are coming out, whether it's mental health issues, whether it's a drink or, or drugs problem there has to be doesn't matter what sports or what industry you're in there has to be the support module now because you know life has been tough covid um you know there's a lot of stress out there a lot of stress for families individuals sports people work people unemployed it doesn't matter who you are it's affected everybody in some shape or form so regardless of alcoholism um drug addiction gambling problems there just has to be the support the pga is such a big organization that it has to have that support for every single player, regardless whether you're number one in the world or you're number 1,000 in the world. Mm, mm. You know, you are. You're a company, basically, and you've got to look after your employees. You expect them with all this pip and whatever you promote the game. Okay, well, you know, promote the game, but help these guys promote it. Help these guys mentally. Help these guys yeah. physically. So, yeah. I um, Interesting talking point, though. I mean, you know. Yeah, it, really it interesting. And more will come on. out about it. You know, I don't think, you know, you know, I don't think Grayson Murray should go and have a chat to John Daly, but I think there are plenty of players on tour that, you know, you might he will give him a an arm around the shoulder and a thumbs up, maybe from Phil. I'm sure Phil's got in touch with Grayson privately, but you know, it we'll see how that develops over over the course of the weeks. And if you've got any more to say, because I think that rounds up any little topics for the week. No, I, th- I think the only thing I want to close out on is again we're we're seeing another season with you know breakthrough first time winners that there have been eight of them this year: Jason Kokrak, Burns, Ortiz, Cam Davis, KH Lee, Seamus Power, Joel Damon, and Garrick Higo, and and that kind of just shows you where the game's at at the moment. Seeing you know this this talent coming through and really challenging. We're not seeing the the Tiger Woods domination anymore, are we? By a single player. Yes, DJ and Ram are going to probably be fluctuating world golf ranking one for weeks to come, maybe months. But there just isn't that domination anymore. So I think it's great for the game. And the final point I just want to raise is the Hao Tong Lee just goes to show that these professional <laughs> golfers will suffer from time to time. This is the kind of thing that you and I would do. But an 84 at the, the Celtic Manor Resort, a 13 over par, which included... Would you believe it? A 12 at a par four, the 12th hole, he struck a 12. And then he offset that earlier on in the round by having an eagle two at a par four. I mean, 10 shots different on two par fours. It's crazy. Well, that's yeah. that's the ups and downs of golf as we know it. It's uh, and it's you know, it's not nice to see. You know, Hightown League has a massive fall from um, where he was oh, over the last huge. few years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's hope he gets it back. Same with play, players like Matteo Manasero or Andre Pavan. You know, players like that who've got talent but have just for whatever reason injury or I'm not sure. But um, yeah, so hopefully he comes back because he's a cr- cracking player. But let's let's move on. Um, let's look ahead to this week's tournament. So now we've got the. We're going to start with the ISPS Handa World Invitational, sponsored by Modest Golf Management, I think, or something like that. It's such a long name. I, I haven't got a piece of paper big enough. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's on the European Tour. It's in Northern Ireland. Now, it's split over two golf courses. So the first round and the second round, the field will be split between two golf courses, very close to each other in the Northern Ireland and in County Antrim. We're not far from Royal Port Rush, Giants Causeway, that part of the world. It's very beautiful, just outside a town called Ballymena, which I've been to um, when I was on my way up to Port Rush. 
Um, the first golf course is Galgorm, Galgorm Castle, which mm-hmm. they'll play three rounds on, and they'll play one round on Manasseri. I think it's pronounced. Is it pronounced Manasseri? I think that's so. what it's pronounced. Should we just go with Manasseri? Yeah, it let's do it. To me. Manasseri, Manasseri, it sounds Italian. But yeah, they'll play one round on that golf course and it'll be split over the first two rounds. So let's talk a little bit about the golf course. Now, Galgorm Castle, par 70, uh, 72 for members. It's a 7,005-yard golf course. It's first par five only comes on the 10th hole and there's only two par fives. On this track, there's four par threes, longest being 208, and some really long par fours. There are five par fours over 450 yards. The course is bordered by two rivers, the River Main and the River Braid, which come into play um, numerous holes, as well as five lakes um, with the magnificent Oxbow Lake, which is adjacent to the 14th hole. So, yeah, lots of water coming into play. And off the tee is going to be really important around here. And we saw that last year with Catelyn and Aaron Rye finishing first and second Mm. um, last year. So that just shows you it's a thinking man's golf course. You've got to put this ball in the right spots and you've got to be a good ball striker. As it comes to um, Masserine Golf Course, I'm going to call it, it's par 70, 6,800 yards, just a bit shorter. Again, only two par fives. But again, it's accuracy and it's, it's tree lines just like Galgorm. Um, it's a similar test, but I think this is a lot easier golf course. Uh, the hazards and the setup of it is not set up for professional golf tournaments. So I think the golfers are going to take this course apart. So it's going to be key looking at when they're going to be playing both both golf courses. I've looked at the weather, and I think, and I do believe, that if you're playing Masserine on the Thursday afternoon, you will have a distinct advantage, is my opinion. You so there you go. It. So there, yeah, well, I, I, I've had a... <laughs> yeah. So there's the course. Um, the format, like I said, round one, round two, golf is split between the two courses, and then they'll finish... Round three and round four would be on the Galgorm Castle course, which has hosted uh, the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open, Northern Ireland Open and other Challenge Tour events. So what do you reckon? Yeah, interesting one. I mean, the, the other course that's being used just for one round is is very short by tour standards, isn't it? So I think, you know, that's probably where you... That, that's the, uh, I guess, the interesting factor of this week's tournament is kind of that maybe that's where they're going to make their score this week. Uh, and three rounds at Gal Gorm and stuff, but yeah, it's kind of. I mean, we we don't have a lot of form to go on, do we? Like you say, we had the Dubai um, Duty Free Irish uh, tournament played here last year in 2020, which was obviously won by Catlin, uh, and he's here again this week playing. So yeah, it's um, it'd be an interesting one, but I don't think. It's it's not something I'm going to be in my armchair watching, and I haven't got an armchair actually. I've got a sofa, so that's not going to happen. But I'm going to be more interested in the Olympic tournament this week, really, and I'm sure most will. Well, I'm looking at the weather. It's gonna. It looks like it'll play. It's a sort of conditions, a sort of conditions in a tournament where Catlin really comes to his own, and it's quite similar to last year actually. The um, Dubai Duty Free Irish Open, which he won. And that was played in September, I do believe. But looking back at the history and the weather and looking at this week, very similar. So I think it's going to play into his hands. Yes, Sully 
Um, won't mind the fact that, that there are not that many par fives on the course. Um, he's a great ball striker, plays par fours really, really well. So my stat angle this week for this tournament are players that obviously well off the play off well off the tee, but love par fours. Right, love par fours, love par fours over 420, 430 yards. They're the stats you're looking at. The greens aren't the greens aren't difficult. There's not many undulations in them. Quite easy to read. You know, even though conditions last year were quite difficult, the scoring wasn't too bad. So, yeah, for me, they're the stats I'm looking at. And I think, like you, yes, I'm more interested in the Olympics. I won't be able to watch much of the Olympics because of the ridiculous time. Oh, really? um, yeah, yeah. Well, the whole all this Olympic time is all set up for Americans watching on TV, and I guess it's the biggest audience, isn't it? So, you know, I'll, I'll catch up on the um, I catch up on the highlights. I might watch a little bit here and there, but yeah, I will watch some of this um, this this tournaments over in Northern Ireland. To be honest with you, because I, I think there's a lot of value, and I think I'm gonna I think I've got the winner. Oh, um, do you? Yeah, right, I okay. do. I really do think I've okay. got the winner. But so let's crack on. Let's go straight into the picks then for the ISPS Hand the World Invitational presented by Modest Golf Management. Over to you. Okay, right. First pick. So I said rather jokingly that I'm not going to play Harding, and I did caveat that with I lie. So Justin Harding, I am actually going to play him. Uh, Andy Sullivan is favourite in this tournament. You just called him a. a- <laughs> I know I changed my mind though, didn't I? It's Jeez. no, I, I had this planned out, but I was I, listen, I was being controversial. You don't work That's for the what Tory I do government, sometimes. do you? Yeah, no, I do. Um, but no, Andy Sullivan's ten to one favourite for this tournament, which I think is is very low. But I'm playing Justin Harding. He's eleven to one. Uh, second favourite and it's purely based off of last week's form I think he'll be smarting from that playoff loss I think yes I did call him you know Izzy I was challenging Izzy a bottle job Um, he, he in my opinion has had a tendency to but I think with last week's performance, I think he's got a, a great chance of maybe bouncing back and I think he'll want to do it. And he, he's, he is playing some good golf at the moment. So, you know, all round this week, and I'm going to say this already, I'm playing safe. I'm playing safe with my selections. There's no big outsiders that I'm going for. But Justin Harding's my first play at 11-1. to 1. Okay, well there you go. Um, let's hope he doesn't bottle it for you. Um, I just I think over both tournaments the prices are ridiculously skinny. Um, so I I've actually I've looked for value. I'm trying to look for value, and I've, I've really scraped the bottom of the barrel looking for value. But it is what it is. My first pick is a guy called Masahiro Karamura. Perhaps he should be over in the Olympics in Japan, but he's played really well um, of late. He's a good ball striker. He plays well off the tee. He's been there or thereabouts. You know, last week we looked at him and he was what? Um, finished fifth, 12 under. Shot a lovely 63 on the second day. And for me, that's um, it's enough to say he's striking the ball well. Finished with a nice 67. Only finished four shots off the pace. And I think he's really coming to his own now, Karamura. I think he's getting more consistent um, around the greens. When I've watched mm. him in the past, his ball striking has been great. But around the greens, he's been a little bit atrocious, to be honest with you. And that's a bit of a harsh word, but he has. So, yeah, I'm going to for him. He's 25 to 1, and I think that's a bit of value, quarter of the odds, top five. There's my first okay. pick. Good call. Right, my second pick is Catlin, last year's winner here. And I, I think, you know, he's... 
he's certainly someone who is maybe suited to these types of conditions. Um, you know, he's been knocking around this year on the tour uh, a fair bit with some good high place finishes. But I, I think the one thing that's tipped it for me is the fact that he has won here last year. And, and uh, you know, it's not too in-depth of an analysis but, um, you know, in, in what I think is a weak field for this week, I think, you know, I can play Catlin at 25 to 1, who's a previous course winner in a little bit of form, and he's two and a half times the favourite. And, and that's that's the factor behind Catlin's pick. Okay. Well, I've, I've also gone for Catlin on the ground. Thought that, you might, yeah. Well, the conditions are in his favour. Um he won last year, like you said. It's obviously a course that fits his eye, the condition he likes playing in the, in the windy conditions. He likes to think about his golf. So, yeah, there's, it's a no-brainer for me. And I think 25 to 1, uh, it's over double the odds of Harding and, and yep. Sullivan, his value. Yep. So, yeah, yeah so he was my second. My third is, because you've picked the, the same one as me, yep. second, Vincent Norman, right? This Swede is a talent, right? This is, in my opinion, a, a major winner in the making. Jesus. You know, no, no, no. Sure? I re- absolutely. Yeah. I think he is a phenomenal talent. He had phenomenal. a terrible. Third- yeah. He had a terrible third round last week. Right. He's only 23. He had to he finished 77, but he bounced back next round with a 66. You know, he shot a 10 on the 18th on it, on it coming to the end. And you think, my word, coming in at the end of the round three, that's going to do your head in for a young lad. But he came out, not a single bogey on his card in round four, and to finish really high up there. Only, what, five? What was he? What did he finish off the, the pace? I think he finished, what, eight shots off the leader. But, yeah, anyway, I think he's a talent. He's been there or thereabouts. Man, that ball can, that guy can strike the ball well. I've and he's, seen it. Yeah, I've seen him rising up the uh, up some of the, the stats positions and some of the things that we look at so his name's appearing more but jesus bro that's that's a statement and a half future major winner yeah yeah i think he's um i think he's the the new yes papanovic the new henrik stenson the new anika Sorensen. i don't know he's someone but you know he hits the ball a long way he averaged last week he was averaged in those conditions averaging 302 yards after t was finding about 60-odd percent of the, the fairways. But greens in regulation, this is where it really comes into play, is iron play is phenomenal. Over 70% of greens in regulation, 83 on the final yeah. day when he did it at bogey. And that's what you're going to have to do this week. You're going to have to not worry about your driver too much. It's not really that long a course. But hit those long irons well, and that's the one thing that he does. And he's an absolute beast of a man. Tall lad, young lad, going places. Vincent Norman, 28-1. to 1. I'll tell you what, I'll let you go and get your thermometer while I talk about my third selection, right? Um, so my third selection is Maverick and Cliff. And at 45 to 1, this lad, I, I think he's got chances. He, he's my biggest play this week, obviously, on the odds. But he finished tied third last year here at Galgorm. He's had a second in the Canary Islands. Obviously, of course, not really fitting with this week's conditions. A tied 11th at the Porsche Euro and a tied 28th at the Irish Open. So, you know, this guy's knocking about... Uh, he's, he's Australian, I think, this guy, Maverick Ancliffe, isn't he? Um, he is, he is. Yeah, and, another Aussie. And, and, you know, we've got an Aussie resurgence at the mo- moment all over the world in, on the golf tours. And I see no reason at 45 to 1 why this guy can't feature this week. So he's my third play. OK, no, I, I looked at him... Um... And I, yeah, I was. I'm in an iron to put him in there. You know, there's another guy um, 
that I was going to put in as a last bet. And I looked at the Challenge Tour event that was played here um, last year at Galgorm. And there's a lad called Tyler Coivisto. I think, I think he broke the course record or he was very close to it, shot 62 or whatever it is. And I thought, and I looked at him, I looked at what he's done since and he's hardly made a cut. So, you know, I, went, I looked at that and I thought, okay, well, no, but Mansell played in it, Richard Mansell. Now, you know, I like him. I played him last week and it's fine. When he played here last year on the Challenge Tour, in the Northern, he shot a 63. So obviously he likes the track and he's obviously a very different player. Now he's very consistent. He's been playing really well. He's, you know, played in the open. Um, I think he's a totally different golfer. So if it suits his eye like he did last year, which is no reason why it shouldn't do, he's a good iron player. He's steady off the tee. He's 45 to one. And I think that's, that's cracking value, you know, four times Sullivan and Harding. And he, we know that he's played well round here in the past. So your, your yeah. maths is getting better, bro. I, you know, I love you, bro. You know I do. And you know, but what I do love about you as well Thanks. is your little your little nuggets of obscurity. Whoa, steady! It's, I didn't uh... think we're on camera. <laughs> well, are we on camera? <laughs> Jesus, your little nuggets of obscurity that are coming out throughout <laughs> these podcast series. I'll tell you what, it's uh, yeah, that, that's brilliant, right? Well, that that's us done for the. Uh, that's the what my wife calls it. In Ireland, nuggets of in, uh, obscurity. Yeah, I know that Jenna told me to say it, so it's um, no, anyway. But yeah, let, let's move to the Olympics. Okay, let's. Yeah, we, we've got stuff to do. We've got lots to talk about. Talk to us about Kasumi Gaseki Country Club, northwest of Tokyo, in a place called Kawagoshi. Excellent, Kasumi Gaseki Country Club. I think you said this last week, didn't you? It's a mouthful, but yeah, it is. That's interesting. This course was uh, founded in 1929. It's a private course in Saitama. And um, in, in 1957, it actually hosted Japan's first ever Golf World Cup. But we'd like a lot of courses. You know, we, we tend to see Tom Fazio getting involved in redesigns. And in 2016, he was involved in a redesign here, which obviously was kind of shaped, I, I suspect, to gear towards the uh, the Olympic hosting in 2020, which is obviously going to be held in 2021, but it's the... 2020 olympics um but yeah we have a long course a past 71 seven and a half thousand yard course which actually you know on reading a lot and, and i read something about it not not a lot of the press were were actually able to get a view around this course until up about like a week and a half a couple of weeks ago really so there wasn't that much being written about it that you could either read on the internet and i haven't had the opportunity to go to japan and you know figure it out and stuff but yeah it, it's in, it seems a real interesting course you know a bent grass um originally kurai grass when it was originally built um deep bunkers giving it like a, a monterey peninsula feel but what i've also read and it's really interesting is that the you know when i've read certain dispatches from golfers that have been interviewed about you know what do you think about this course how would you liken this course to other courses and i actually put a tweet out and, and i had a response to it and saying you know well, can you qualify your statement so, so i did and you know again it was from readings that i've done on the internet more than anything but we, we've got sort of distinctions being drawn to four different courses here so a quail hollow likening which is really sort of um, quail hollows deemed to be more demanding off the tee than this golf course. 
but that was one conclusion that was drawn. Um, Harbour Town comparison, not needing the driver everywhere and strategically needing to kind of place it around. Um, but, you know, again, which seems a bit odd, given that you've got a 7,500-yard course to navigate here this week. Riviera comparison, you know, leaning pine and cypress trees that kind of, you know, so we've got some characteristics that are being likened to other courses that these professionals have played. And I think last week you also referred to maybe a little bit of a, a kind of a master's theme. But one more call out as well, the, the sort of the heat that's going to be experienced there, even though they've got rain expected from the edge of a tropical storm. Um, you know, it, which is going to soften the course up and make it play a little bit longer. But the Zazoya grass gives it a bit of a Bell Reeve look, which hosted the 2018 PGA Championship. So, you know, I've been reading that, looking at some of these courses and the angles and stuff, but that's what I think we've got this week. But interestingly enough, Matsuyama, I'm sure we're going to talk about, you know, he won the 2009 Ju Japan Junior here at this course. And also the 2010 Asia Pacific Amateur, albeit on the West Coast. This is the East Coast they're playing this week. So, yeah, it, the course... Well, it got him the into area. the Masters, didn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, it's played a crucial role in Hideki's career thus far, for sure. So, yeah, there, and there's golden, a little... Golden green go together. Golden green, I can just see that, yeah. that gold medal sitting on that green jacket. But, you yeah. know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's you mentioned Belle Reve um, in, in St. Louis. That's when Brooks beat Woods, Scott, Rahm and Sink in the 100th PGA Championship. Um, and it's a zoysia grass, isn't it? That really makes the ball sit up. So it really mm. gives you a chance that ball strikers paradise. Absolute yeah. ball strikers paradise is this golf course. And you said humid temperatures around about 31 degrees. Possible storms may bring a bit of gusty wind. I'm looking at the weather. I'm thinking the early starters. And there are a couple of early starters. And a couple of my picks that I've picked based on the fact that they're playing early. So um, we'll, have a, we'll have a look at that. And I've, I've got a few bets. I've also got one of those four folds to, to bring you Ooh, guys. You've got another well. one. I like that. I've I got like another that. four fold. So shall we jump in? Because, you know, jump we've got in, a lot on. Bang, have it. Come on. I'm going to go first. I'll be your private answer. An answer for money. AB answer, right? I'm going 22 to one. He's a ball striker around the green. Great value Ugh, prices are a bit skinny, as I've they said are. before. But I like AB answer, and he's my first pick 22 to 1. 22 to 1, the little Mexican. Um, yeah, and he won't mind the humid, he won't, won't mind the humidity and the heat as well. That's no, one of the other no, reasons. No. Okay. And he's starting early, starting early, right? Okay, needs to be up early. He's gonna be early. He's going to an answer his alarm. <laughs> right. Wicked. Uh, my first play is... <laughs> Love it. My first play is... I, I'm not veering too far away from Japan. I think... I think Hideki Matsuyama... Forget all the COVID malarkey. Yes, he may have had it for a, a short while or whatever, but I think he's... But, you know, post-Masters, he hasn't really done anything. He's had COVID. He's had a bit of a break-off. Gone back to Japan, got himself ready, wants the Olympic gold medal, going to get the Olympic gold medal. Matsuyama, apart from the Masters, done nothing but the Tokyo factor, one here, home home country, 12 to 1, I think is decent enough. So Matsuyama's my first play. 
Fair enough. Yeah, not for me. I just don't think he'll handle the, the there's a lot of expectation on his shoulders. Yeah, there's no crowd there and what have you, but the press and, and what have you. Yes, he's won a Masters. Okay, there's pressure there. Get that. This is a different kettle of fish for him. Olympics in his home country on a course that he should play well. Everything's in his favour. Too short. But, but anyway, don't it, you think, don't you think, and I'm going to put a challenge back to that, is there's no fans at the course. So there's going to be less pressure on him. He can get, as there will be for all the other golfers, I'm sure. But I think more than anything, I think that will take something off his back and he'll have a freedom to go and play. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can see your points and it's a good counter argument. But um, it's just too skinny and he's only that price because of where he's playing and, you know, what it's all about. But yeah, yeah. so value-wise, not for me. My, okay. my, second, my second pick is a man who's cut his hair, trimmed his beard, he left his home to go to Japan looking like a school kid on his first day at school. And it was a great photo on, on social media. Loved it. And I just think he's going to really like it around here. He's a, he's a great ball striker. His game is trending in the right direction. It's Shane Lowry. Ooh. And, you know, he has, he's played, you mentioned some of those courses before that likened um, to this and similarities. And I, I think Larry's played well around some of those courses and has showed form around those courses. So for me, 25 to one, decent enough value, not massive, to be honest with you, should be a lot bigger. I'd say you, you should, he should be around the 40 to one mark, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, he's 25 to one and he's my second pick. And, a, a, and maybe an Irish gold medal uh, outside of the boxing might be the only hope. I don't know. But um, anyway, yes, second pick for me is Victor Hovland. I, again, you know, looking at those course comparisons and kind of not drawing too much from that, but again, course comparison. Hovland was tied third at Quail Hollow, tied fifth at Riviera. He's had five top five finishes in 2021. And he was a tied 12th at the Open. So he's trending in the right direction. Um, you know, I, I just think at some point he's going to go and win a tournament. You know, he could be... He's Norwegian, isn't he, Hovland? So, you know, could he be Norwegian's he only gold medal of the Olympics? I don't know. I don't follow most of the other the, the sports and stuff. So it's probably a narrow-minded view. But Victor Hovland, uh, my only concern with him, I think he's short at 12 to 1. But I, I I do see that he's had some high tournament finishes this year, trending in the right direction. So I'm going to play him at 12s. Okay, fair enough. My third pick is a guy, I pick because he's an early starter again, but he is a ball striker. And I think he's let me down a couple of times and he's probably not fulfilling his true potential at the moment, but he could just, he's a massive price. And I, you know, in a in a market with no value, he's value for me. This fella, um, I may have just contradicted myself, but there is value, and you have to look a little bit further down the list for them. He's a Frenchman. He's a Rosa. He's Antoine Rosner, and he's a hundred to one. Starts crazy horse. early. Hey, you're a crazy horse. You are, I tell you. Well, do you know what? He's a ball striker. He's great around the greens, and he's value. So I'm looking at. I'm looking at golfers for that reason. I'm also picked him because he is an early start and I think you'll get the better of the weather. And if he gets off to a good start, he's a big confidence player, is Antoine. And I think he'll enjoy this challenge. It's a different challenge. It's a different scenario to you. And I think he'll enjoy his time away from the tour. Has a completely different feel to it. 
and I think he'll enjoy it. So he's my third pick, 100 to 1. I think it's a good price. It, it's a big price, but again, with my theme of other comparisons of the countries, again, outside of the the ancient game of bulls, it could be France's only gold medal. But, I don't know, 100 to 1 is... <laughs> <laughs> Hundreds of one. So who's winning these here. goals? Because every country you mention of are never going to win a gold. Uh, unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you you can see an angle for it, but yeah, hundred to one. Okay, I like the fact that you've gone for a bigger price, but I think it'll be uh, the the short market players this week. Right, my third and final play, and I'm only doing three on both tours this week. Is uh, get your didgeridoo out, mate. You got a Foster's, a can of you know, can of Foster's on the way. Mullet uh, man. Mullet man. Well, you don't know which one it is, but yeah, it is Mullet man. It's Cam Smith, and at twenty to one, yeah. Cam Smith, who won earlier on on the PGA with Leishman in the in the kind of the pairs tournament, was fourth at Riviera, tied tied ninth at Harbour Town. Uh, otherwise, not spectacular finishes this year in twenty twenty one season, but again. This is a country that wins Olympic golds for fun, so it doesn't go with the theme of my other comments. But I think he could be someone that adds to Australia's tally of medals at the Olympics. And Cameron Smith at 20 to 1 is my third and final play. Abbott, thank you very much. I'll collect the money. Well, yeah, I do like Cam Smith, and I think you're probably, you know, this does have a feel of like a team event. Um, and I think that going back to when I picked him and Leishman to win that, um, competition whatever it's called i can't remember the name of it um but yeah when they won the pairing yeah he's a good pick and i was i was close to picking myself so let's crack on because i know we've got stuff to do my pick and i think he'll win i mentioned him in the song harry needs to get his puts online i think rory's gonna win the gold you're playing four at the olympics i'm playing four at the olympics yes i am it's rory mcelroy now you look at him and think, okay, his game's not in the right place, but what better time to get out of that sort of frame of mind of what's been happening? What better time to go and go on a golf course and go on a zoysia grass and get great contact? And if he can just get his putter going, and there's no, these, these greens are reportedly beautiful, like glass, fantastic. He'll have a, he'll have a good day, pick his line, commit to the putt make those putts. And I think Rory McIlroy will excel in the Olympic Games. So I think you're right. I think Northern Ireland... No, it could be Northern Ireland's only gold medal. Only gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know whether... I don't know whether river dance has been put into the Olympics. I know skateboarding has and stuff like that. But anyway. Yeah, I know. And, hey, and diddly bike, D, it's Rory McIlroy for me. Yeah, and what price are we getting on Rory? He's 12s, not great, He's but you know. Not so, yeah, you're not going to get big prices for the Olympics with, you know, again, a, a shortened field and a lot of the world's top golfers there. But I'd tell you the other thing I do like when you explain about your golfers and your picks, you, you almost describe them like a Mills and Boone's book. It's just, it, it's, yeah, I think you caress us with your detail. Oh, Rory caressed his balls with the passion of a heating dog. I don't know. Anyway. All right, enough. Um, Right, so my other bet I was going to talk about was a, a fourfold. Four, 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 five, four. Four, 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 four. Fourfold. Top Asian. Hideki Matsuama, 11 to 8. Top Scandinavian. Victor Hovland, 8 to 13. 
Top South American, Joaquin Neiman, 23 to 20. And top GBNI, Rory McElroy, 7 to 4, fourfold, 22 to 1. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. See you later. Very nice. Yeah, there you go. There's your fourfold, guys. I got a fourfold last week, fourfold this week. Picked four in the Olympics, picked four over in Northern Ireland. Brother Bickley has picked three in each tournament. And I think that wraps up our tournaments um, yeah, for this week. week. Yeah, loved it. It Enjoyed wraps it up Bros and Birdies podcast. Next week will be, there's three tournaments next week, guys. It's going to be really busy, right? So it might be a bit of a longer one. We've got a lot of research to do. We're going to have to do it early. Graham's going to have to put his bowls and his jack down. We've got the Barracuda Championship on the PGA Tour. We've got the World Golf Championship, the FedEx St. Jude Invitational. And over on the European Tour, we are at St. Andrew's Fermont St. Andrews for the Hero Open. So without a further ado, let's say goodbye to Big Brother. Goodbye. And everyone, have a great week. Enjoy the Olympics. Enjoy the ISPS over in Northern Ireland. Hope you have a winner. Bet sensibly. And we'll see you next week for Bros and Birdies, the golf podcast. <laughs>